Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. OMG, you are just going to be so blown away by my guest, Laura Sprinkle. And the reason I think you're going to be blown away by her is that, you know, as we move into this year of change, one of the big words that's kind of popped into my head so many times is courage, the courage each of us are going to need to make the changes that we're being asked to make in our lives. We talked about change the last couple of weeks and Laura embodies having the courage to consistently change to stay at the highest level of her path. Laura, by profession, is the founder of the Rock Your Affiliate Program. And if you don't have a business, that probably is complete gibberish to you. And I'm going to explain to you what that is. But I want to talk to you about first how I met Laura and why the way you walk through the world can have such strong ripples for so long. There is another entrepreneur out there, Selena Sue, who does a big launch every year. And what a launch looks like is when you're going to sell something once or twice a year, you do a lot of marketing activities around it to get people understanding what your program is and get them excited to buy and know whether they can trust you. And Selena is someone that I've worked with in the past and I know. And so when Selena asked if I wanted to help promote her program, I, she was one of the few people I was willing to do that for. And that's when I met Laura at the time she was working behind the scenes and on Selena's launch, she was the partner manager, the affiliate manager. She was the person that was making all of the balloons fly, the sparkles fly, the fireworks go. And from the moment I spoke with her, the level of integrity in her energy system just blew me away. I had not encountered someone in the digital marketing space that stood so firmly in their own energy and yet still did their thing in such a spectacular way. And she just stayed in the back of my mind. I had only a few interactions with her, but I just knew her to be someone that was miraculously walking the walk inside a world that was filled with a lot of BS. Two years later, Laura is doing something completely different and the same, but she's doing it towards the front of her business. She's at the front of her house. So many changes have happened in her life since then. I'm so excited to bring her on so she can tell you more about what she's been doing and also how she found the courage to do it. So welcome, Laura. Thank you so much, Patty. I'm in tears over here. Like, oh, so beautiful. Love that intro. Thank you. So that's my take on you, but why don't you share a little bit about what you think people would want to know about you up front? Ooh, well, I would say that the number one thing that everybody should know about me is that I throw an amazing dance party. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) So we start all of our team meetings. We start all of our live sessions with some music, with some dancing, with getting into our bodies. I know that's not really what you asked of me, but that's what I wanted to share. That's what I felt called to share. That's where we're going with it. And yeah, I would say that my my favorite thing to do in 
the world is to bring people together, to connect like-minded people, to have fun doing it, and to really enjoy this one beautiful life we have. And so I feel so blessed that that is what my business is all about. And that's what I get to do every day is bring people together to make magic, to use one of your favorite words. Mm, Yes. (laughs) You're also an indie mom, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. So that's been a big a big thing. So I was, well, officially divorced just a few months ago, but I've been separated for a number of years. Um, I've got a daughter who will be three in April and I'm like, how did that happen so quickly? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I live with my daughter, uh, do business and live in Maine. Oh, you live in Maine. I yeah. don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Reconnect, Patty. Reconnect. <laughs> Do not get distracted by the New England reference. So to me, for those of you listening, I watch Laura where I'm in her um, networking group and have some interactions with her on a fairly frequent basis now since the beginning of the year. And I would say, Laura, your energy for someone that's got a toddler at home is insane. <laughs> so what do you attribute that to before jumping with a courage conversation? Yeah. Oh, well, I would... Right off the bat, I would say two things. Number one is that she's in full-time daycare. And I have been, again, so grateful and blessed that uh, she goes to a little in-home daycare. So it's just her and, uh, well, actually for a while in 2021, it was just Cadley going to this this little daycare. uh, So they never closed. That has been a huge blessing in my life, for sure, to have that time to, to dedicate to work. And then, I mean, I do have her half the time and then half the time she's with her dad. So I know I kind of just was like, oh, I'm not with her for a lot of the time. It's kind of how I have energy. But I do feel like, you know, spend when the time that I'm with Cadley is her name, you know, I'm really focused on Cadley. And then the time when she's not around, then I focus on business or myself or what else I need to do. I think that's a really brilliant balance. I Both of my children were, you know, I worked when they were little. I, I still work, obviously, but they just don't need me that way. And, you know, having someone else potty train my children was <laughs> a direct contribution to how much I like them. <laughs> we're still in that. She has no interest. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Well, you're not in it alone, at least. Right, exactly. (laughs) What was that like having a little one and making the choice to separate from, you know, at the time, your husband? Yeah, I would say that for me, it was not in a way of like, oh, well, she's the reason, but I do feel like she made it kind of a no brainer for me because I really. You know, we had had issues. Of, you know, I think I think a lot of people that get divorced would say there were flags and there were issues ahead of time. And then when Cadley was born, I really took a hard look at everything in my life and thought to myself, like, what am I really showing her? What world am I creating for her by example? And I do believe that we need to show, not tell. And if we're not willing to live into our highest truth and our best self, then, you know, how can we expect that for our kids? Uh, I think that there's kind of the old school way of doing things where you just sacrifice for your children. And 
I don't believe that that makes your children any happier. I think it puts a lot of pressure on them. When I took a look at like, what do I really want for her? And what kind of relationship do I want to emulate for her? It did not exist in my marriage. I mean, there were good things, redeeming qualities, if you will, but I don't believe that, you know, people should stay together for their kids. I think people should live their freest, their freest lives for them. So, yeah. Well, I I love that. Now, typically people don't grow up having that worldview. So were you always like this or did you do some work to get here? Mm, That's such an interesting question. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that too much. I would say I've always been a little weird, but (laughs) that's definitely been the case. Um, I mean, my parents uh, were divorced actually when I was five. And I always say they were the best example of divorced parents I've ever had because they really maintained a friendship. And so they you know, maintain friendship and never talked bad about each other or anything. And and so I just felt like it was a really good example and one that didn't exist in my friends that had divorced parents who would fight a lot. In some ways, you know, I did have that example of, of how to do it and how to be good co-parents. And I think really just from books and, and reading, and I'm a very spiritual person. So yeah, I don't know if that really answers the question, but... <laughs> Well, I think it does. It, to me, what I'm hearing is this was a more natural decision-making process for you, which it, it isn't for a lot of people. Mm. Let me take you over to the, the another choice I've seen you make, which to me would have required massive courage, but maybe this is all part of the Laura Sprinkle magic. You know, Maybe we just need to come and rub on the Laura Sprinkle Buddha and we'll get some of this. <laughs> When I first met you, you were working behind the scenes for other people, doing an amazing job in your own zone of genius. And now you're out front, really showing people how to do this in scale. Like you were behind the scenes running affiliate programs, and now you show entrepreneurs really how to rock their own affiliate programs. And you're out front and center. I would imagine losing sort of the security. I know it's not real security, but it feels like security when your money's coming from someone else who's front of the house versus you know being out there, you know, front and center. Yeah, it's really I, yeah, and I'm trying to think about this in the context of what you're saying along the lines of the the courage to step out front. And in some ways, I feel like I'm not doing justice to the questions because a part of my process is really embodying the next version of myself. And so it's hard for me to remember <laughs> like what like what it was like being married or what it was like even going through the separation process or what it was like to be behind the scenes. Like I'm so fully who I am now and I'm so fully I want to be the visionary. I've always wanted that. I remember I was at this event And it was for one of my clients. And I had been toying with essentially shutting down my business. I didn't really want to, but it was a thought. I was offered the opportunity. Actually, most of my clients at some point or another offered me an opportunity to go to work with them full time and and close my business and not work with anybody else. And every time I would say no, because I just knew in my soul, like, that's not what I meant to do. And, but at one point, 
when things were tough. And actually, I think it might have been right when my ex moved out. So this is all wrapped up together uh, in some ways. And so I did want the consistent income, the consistent revenue, as, as you're talking about. And so I was toying with it a little more than I may have. And I was at this event and the leader of the event kept calling the team members integrator. She would talk up, she would talk to the business owner and she would say, okay, visionaries, XYZ. And then she would turn to us and she would say, okay, integrators, you know, this is what you're doing with this plan. And every time she said integrator, I, can I swear on here? Yes. Okay. Every time she said integrator, I wanted to be like, fuck you. I am not an integrator. I am a visionary. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say that in the event, but that's how I felt inside. And so that was made it really clear to me. Like, you know, I have to step out and I have to do what I meant to do because it's just eating at me. And then you feel resentful and it, it's nobody's fault that I'm behind the scenes, except for I'm choosing to do that. So yeah. That's what I knew. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is so intriguing to me, Lori. You may be the unicorn, the courage unicorn. <laughs> I want to like drill down to like a moment, right? It's not a moment I know exists, but I'm going to kind of give you the framework for it. And, and I'll just take it out of your existence and say what I've seen with people I've worked with, right? Mm-hmm. Like people who have been my clients. They're contemplating leaving a marriage. And I don't know, maybe your husband, was he an entrepreneur as well? Uh, He was. He actually started a business right when Cadley was born. Okay. So it's not like he was bringing this consistent income and you were the entrepreneur. So it might be part of the equation. But so I've had clients who are considering, you know, leaving their marriages, having small children, and they're afraid, like, it's even if they know that's right for their child is, can I do this on my own? Right. And then having, you know, considering either changing their business or starting a business and economically, what will the future bring? And so when, is it that you just don't forward project or that you just trust the universe that much? Or what is it in that moment where you're having to consider the actual logistics of your life and making sense of them? Where does your ability to keep stepping onto your higher path come from? Hmm. Well, this is such a great conversation and and thank you for this. I would say for me, it's kind of the opposite problem in some ways. Like I say that my biggest lesson and my biggest work in this lifetime, as it has appeared to me so far anyway, is actually the opposite. And it's around asking for help. Like I always think to myself, I can just do it myself. I don't know if that makes sense. Like you're saying, you know, maybe I was nervous to step away from my marriage because then I would be doing it on my own. When in reality, my natural tendency is to just come back to me and like, I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to earn the money. And I don't think about asking for help of other people. So there's that part of it. And then I think even realistically at the time, like I was making more, more money. So in some ways that wasn't a factor, which I'm grateful for. Well, I was saying like, is it when you're actually having to contemplate the logistics of the future with these changes, mm-hmm. is it that you just have so much faith in the universe? And what I'm hearing you say is, I don't know if you were, if this hit your feed, but there was a whole thing going around about extreme independence or toxic independence where, you know, we just grew up just relying so solely on ourselves and can always do it that the real issue is when you 
need to pass the baton to really get to the finish line. That is the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why I think I'm, I, I'm called to do this work with affiliates because that is so much about asking for support of other people to promote your offers. Like asking for help for me is definitely difficult and is my biggest work. And I do have a lot of faith in the universe. I do know there is something that always has my back. I mean, quite literally, like I know that my family always has my back. You know, I'm so blessed in those ways. And I just believe that things work out. And I I also am very, I'm not risk averse. I will just put it that way. <laughs> like, mm. If there's a big investment or, or something that's going to up level my personal development, my life, my business, I think that that actually caused issues probably in my, well, not probably, definitely caused issues in my marriage more like my lack of risk averseness more so than like being timid about doing those things. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Do you gamble? I don't know. And actually, so it's funny. I don't, I don't, I don't gamble at all. It doesn't, that part doesn't intrigue me, but when it's, yeah, when it's really about yeah, investing in in myself. I guess I, I I don't know. At some in some ways, a lot of the questions that you're asking, I feel like the back of my mind is saying like, "Wow, I'm just really selfish." And not that that's a bad thing, but like I just like, <laughs> I just believe in myself. Yeah, I do. You, Laura, well, for anyone listening, if for some reason you're interpreting any of this as selfish, that's not. Yeah, that is definitely not Laura's jam. <laughs> And, and, you know, I do feel like for those of you listening who aren't, you know, in the entrepreneurial space or the digital marketing space. So for those of us who are, and like, you've seen me launch things when we launch something like, you know, the receiving school and you might hear about it from someone else, that's a partner. That's what we're talking about. And what Laura teaches people how to do is how, if you have a business, do you reach out to people who have audiences that might like what you're doing and be willing to share it with their audiences. Do you think that's like a pretty? Oh, totally. Yep. That's exactly what it is. So yeah. Yeah. And that really is a big ask. And I know it is a big ask because I think a lot of people, you know, in your case, you have a hard time receiving support, but I also think people have different challenges with that. Like fearing the rejection, fearing that they're going to make someone mad, fearing, you know, lots of things around asking for that kind of help. Oh, yes. I have like been sitting on a text all day today because I started to ask and then I got nervous. And so I'm calling myself out right now that I still like, like I said, I still struggle with, with that ask of support and, and, you know, what are they going to think of me? And that's the kind of stuff that requires a lot of courage for me to step into. And how do you typically navigate something like what you've got that text? Like, is there a process you use? Is it you're just like all of a sudden you take a deep breath and hit send? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a process. I mean, I do have, you know, the, the templates and resources and and the people on my team cheering me on and, and the things that I that I teach people to do. And yet at the end of the day, it really does come down to that moment of that pressing send for me, of that taking a deep breath and, and just going for it. Mm. But I do, I try to remind myself, we go through the whole process of like, why is it a win for them? 
Uh, so really trying to to step into that and remember that it's not just about asking for help, right? Like helping somebody is also so gratifying and people get things from it as well. So trying to flip it around in my mind. I play mind games with myself before asking for help. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that that's good. That's how you fortify the the inner reserves, right? Mm-hmm. What I found also is that for people who have trouble asking for help, you know, and I'm there in the base camp right there. Yes. <laughs> we enjoy giving help when we're the best person to give it. Don't you think like we have the highest high from giving that help? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that even in the group in the partner collective that you're a member of, it's like when I post something of like, tell us how you can receive help, you know, it's like crickets. And then when we post something of like, how can you give help? (laughs) How can you help other people? People are like clamoring over each other. (laughs) I want to give this thing. I'll, you know, I will uh, be super duper generous. So, yeah. I mean, oh my God, you know, this is, as you know, this is what I teach, but it's still so fascinating that this is still such a big, big barrier of entry for so many people. So you've helped a number of people first privately when you were working with your clients one-on-one and now with the Rock Your Affiliate program, when you see people really struggling, because you have some amazing stories of, you know, people who were so connected and so, you know, we won't name names, but that really, if you looked at them, you would just assume picking up the phone and asking for, you know, a partner in something would be a no big deal. And it's been a huge deal for them. What do you find are either the reasons, like, do you see some core consistent reasons or, um, and on the other side of it, are there things that help them? You know, I know you mentioned one already, which is thinking about how when they reach out, it would be a win for the other person, but anything else that you can offer there? Yeah, I think. Um, so with that, we do we do create a process or not, we don't create a process. We we go through a process called the quadruple win. And so that is taking the why is it a win for them a step further. And so I have people write out why is this a win for you personally to get this partner on board to help support your launch? Uh, why is it a win for that person? Are they getting a, you know, a percentage of every sale? Can they win prizes? Are they you know, serving their audience in a different way? You know, Why is it a win for the person who is finding out about this offer from you? you know, is it going to change their life in this beautiful way? And then why is it a win for the world in this ripple effect? And that helps a with confidence, right? Because you're like, oh, this is like such a no-brainer ask. Like, I can totally do this. And it also helps with like the logistical, what do you put in that invitation? <laughs> right. Like, because you're mm-hmm. writing it out. And so you can copy those words and put it in the ask. And at the same time, it does come, you know, we could do all those like writing exercises and templates and we could do all of that. And it really does come down to that moment. And I remember, just like you said, I was, you know, working with a client who literally is the most connected person in the world. I feel like, I mean, not the world, but in our online business space, like so connected has the word connector in the name of his business. And we're sitting there and he's telling me, I don't know anybody And so it really did come down to in that moment, holding him accountable on the call 
and just being there and, and, and sitting with that discomfort and saying, I know that you can do this. Like, let's press send. I'm going to be right here if you need anything. So just having that a little bit of accountability is really helpful. <laughs> mm, I love that. And you know, what I love about that, the, the process you just talked about, although I don't think it applies, I don't know if the four would work in this, but when you take it, you know, outside the entrepreneurial space, I'm thinking like at school, there's like, there's always the core group of parents that pretty much handle everything. And when I've sort of talk to some of my friends who are some of those people. And I say, ask for help, not for me because I'm maxed out, <laughs> but go ask, you know, go ask someone else and, you know, getting to that place. So then you think about it, like you're chairing a committee. Well, if you ask for help, how does that help you? It makes it easier. Has it helped them? It's always way more fun if you've had an opportunity to be a part of something, even if you don't realize it. How's it a win for the people attending? Well, it's probably going to be a better event, whatever it is. And then, you know, how's it help the bigger community? Then there's just a lot more ease. And in the parenting community, we totally need that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think that the exercise, the thought process around, around the wins can help us ask. And it can also help get better results with that ask. Because if all we're saying when we ask people things, I mean, even this you know, this also applies to relationships, right? Like if, if you're only asking and making it about you, then you might not get the results that you want from that ask. But if you ask people and you're showing why it's in their, you know, a benefit to them to help out or to follow through with that ask, uh, then you'll probably get a better result on the other end. Mm, I love that. Yeah. To kind of like, regroup to where we started from a big part of having the courage to move forward is understanding it's not just about you it's mm. and to see the bigger picture especially if you're living a smaller version of yourself or your life than what's possible the whole world is losing out on that because every time one of us expands the vibration of the planet and that's the only control we have is what we do with our own personal life do you agree? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm like nodding my head over here. Not that you can see it, but, <laughs> but yeah, I do think like stepping into there and, and I do feel like part of the reason that I am able to make big asks or, or move forward or, you know, start my own business, <laughs> burn down one business, start a new one. Not that I've done that in, in many, many years, but when I was able to do that, I really I think about life as, as an experiment. You know, I say that in my podcast every time, like life is an experiment anyway. So let's just try stuff. I'm not saying I have the end all be all answers of how to ask for help or, you know, even how to do affiliate partnerships, but I'm going for it every single day and doing it. And, and I'm honest when I, when I, when I run into blockers about it too. I love that. Well, I know there's people listening, wondering how, they can connect with you. So I'll start off by telling you, if you're listening to this and you have a business and you're intrigued with Laura's process, she is going to be hosting a boot camp. And I've done this boot camp and it's great. And this, you know, the four questions that we just went through is just a tiny part of that boot camp. So if that was like jiving with the way you think about your business and what you want for it, 
definitely check it out. You can go to pattylynn.com forward slash sprinkle to get the details. And oh my God, Laura, I don't have the dates in front of me. Can you just remind me of when the boot camp starts? Yeah. So it's February 1st to the 5th. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so you still have a few days to sign up when this episode drops. And now where else do you want people looking for you, Laura? Yeah. So if you just come to laurasprinkle.com, we've got a create your affiliate program starter kit. So again, if you're a business owner who is intrigued with the opportunity to not do everything by yourself, to get support and getting the word out there about your offers, I think that an affiliate program and partnerships is such an untapped resource, uh, especially in the online world. So I would love to have you come check that out. Awesome. All right. And we'll put all those links in the show notes. One final question. If you've obviously made a lot of space for magic in your life. So if someone's listening right now and they want to know, listening to you, how can they use your brand of magic to make space for magic in their own life? What piece of advice do you have for them? Mm, I would say every single day, do something to remind yourself how awesome you are. (laughs) Even if it's just telling you. I write myself love notes all the time and I find them months later and I giggle at myself every single time. But I would, yeah, that's actually, that's what I would say. I would say write yourself love notes as much as humanly possible. Oh, so good. I love that. Okay. (laughs) We're just going to leave that there because that's spectacular. Thank you so much, Laura, for being here. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.